Hello, you're listening to the Four Comic Junkies podcast. Oh man, you guys are in for a treat today. I made a new friend. His name is Ryan Lauer, host of the Batman Book Club. Oh my gosh, guys. If you are not listening to the Batman Book Club, stop what you're doing and listen to the Batman Book Club. No, wait, no, I take that back. Finish this episode, and then go to the Batman Book Club. But before you do, also listen to a bunch of my episodes. Huh? Huh? Yeah, whatever. Anyway, uh, this was a fun episode to record. Uh, I felt like Ryan and I were kindred spirits. You know, we're both big Batman fans. But we also, you know became Green Lantern fans by reading Jeff John's Green Lantern run and oh man so much fun I me personally I have so many so many memories of reading the the Green Lantern books and becoming a fan that way even with the movie which I you know I, I still love and we'll get into that in a future episode oh my gosh it's uh, uh it's it's so much fun. Uh you know, if if you guys like the show, please uh rate us on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, you know, or you know, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh and also if you have suggestions for a future episode or you have a review of some sort, uh or you know, you wanna just be a dick and Critique me to the ends of the earth. You can reach me at fourcomicjunkies at gmail.com. Either way, I'm so excited. I'm so glad that we're all here. You know, we're we're all one community. We're all one core. Right? Huh? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> sure, why not? Anyway, uh, hope you guys liked the episode. It was a lot of fun. Uh, this is Green Lantern Month. We're getting right into it. Oh my gosh. We're about to have so much fun together. So remember, in brightest day, in blackest night, check out the episode. I... Alright, here we go. Alright, so we're kicking off uh, Green Green Lantern Month, it's 80 years of Green Lantern, um, which really means it's 80 years of Alan Scott, but technically there's like a bazillion Green Lanterns, so we're celebrating all of them. Um, although I'm mostly celebrating Hal Jordan, because my Alan Scott knowledge is not great. I should I should rectify that soon. Oh well. <laughs> but anyway, uh, my guest today is Ryan Lauer. From the Batman Book Club. How's it going, Ryan? It's going great. Thank you for having me on. I'm glad we were finally able to make our schedules happen. Yes, uh, it's it's been <laughs> it's been uh, up and down a little bit, but um, I never get mad when people need to cancel or reschedule or anything. I, you know, life happens. It's totally cool. I just have that moment of panic where I'm like, "Oh my god, what am I going to do about my episode?" And then I quickly remind myself, "Nobody cares." You can do it early or late <laughs> because it's your freaking show. So 
<laughs> and I found out too in this short uh, life of a podcaster that people are very forgiving and nobody is sitting outside your door with a pitchfork like where's the episode where is it you know? right it's, yeah <laughs> it's all okay it's okay and especially this year like we're good <laughs> yeah we we definitely need to just uh chill out just a little bit this year <laughs> um yep but uh so today we're talking uh green lantern rebirth which um Outside of, uh, you know, like the Justice League cartoon or whatever, this was my introduction to the wider Green Lantern um, universe, so to speak, or his corner of the DC universe, I should say. Um, when when did you get, get into the book? Oh, let's see. It was probably 2007? Okay. 2008? Because I think uh, Jeff Johns had re has, has brought back green lantern into a you know a hit comic series mm -hmm. and i'd been hearing enough people talking about it and i said okay well if i want to start where should i start and they said oh you should probably dip into green lantern rebirth right and i said okay well i will start there and i was it was a blind buy for me and this oddly enough funny enough this was kind of my introduction to green lantern mm -hmm. which is cool Except if you're basing like anything, like I know nothing about Green Lantern and I'm going to read Rebirth. I was lost. <laughs> I was gonna, completely lost. I'm like, what's a Parallax? What's a Spectre? Wait, I thought this guy is a Green Lantern, but here's this guy. And he was one. I didn't know who Guy Gardner was mm -hmm. because I remember my uh, uh, brother had received as a gag gift, but he loved it and wore it to high school all the time a uh, Green Lantern ring and they, they uh, the person that gave it to him and said, oh, Guy Gardner, you need to get a, a haircut, a nice bowl cut like Guy Gardner. So that was the only <laughs> thing that I knew about Green Lanterns and then I got this book. So uh, I came in with zero knowledge, basically. Mm -hmm. I, I was similar, but uh, I read it as a monthly. Um, it was sort of in a weird way. I was thinking about it before we recorded. Um, my exposure to how to, to comic books it the wider comic book genre in a, in a weird way because it's like i at that point i had read batman and i was reading superman batman by jeff Loeb, and i remember seeing these ads for green lantern rebirth and the tagline was evil escape evil has escaped his sight and i thought i was like that just sounds really cool and that image of you know the him as the specter holding the green lantern uh the, the green lantern uh was like that looks kind of cool like I, you know i'll check this out and it took me a while to get it because it was sold out for so long um and i was like i was like what the heck like they sell out like i don't know why it was like a strange concept to me this was back in <laughs> 2004 five ish uh whenever it came out then and uh but i eventually did get it and and i was kind of like you where i was super lost I didn't really understand it other than I, I kind of knew that Hal Jordan had gone evil and I knew that there were other Green Lanterns uh, because I watched the Justice League cartoon. So I knew Jon Stewart was a Green Lantern, um, but I thought he was either dead or not a Green Lantern anymore, at least in the comics. But I guess because of the popularity of the show, they brought him back. That's a whole other thing. Um, but I was like, I was like, man, like, you know, like what, what the, what the hell is going on in this book? And it was, it was fun and I enjoyed it. And then, I was like, I'm just kind of intrigued. And as I kept reading it every month, I was just like, I am sold on this. Like, this is so cool. 
and I feel like I'm jumping into a brand new universe um, that I hadn't known before, you know? Um, and so very quickly I became a huge Green Lantern fan. So that's my uh, long-winded <laughs> backstory with Green Lantern <laughs> Reaper. <laughs> um, it sounds like you were able to absorb this maybe a little bit better than I was. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, I was completely like mix of like, Am I supposed to be excited? Am I supposed to like this? Or am I supposed to be angry? I'm kind of angry that I'm so not getting this. But <laughs> I'll hang in there. I'll keep reading. And I think it benefited me that as soon as I was able to finish this book, I was able to jump right into the the monthly series that Johns was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and and the fact that I was able to grab this book and just read it like in it like it was at my disposal. I didn't have to wait a month for a new issue. Right. So that only helped. Otherwise I think I'd have been too frustrated and would have given up. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I got into the monthly uh, right after I was, I was super excited that they were continuing it. Um, but I remember not, not knowing Hal Jordan. I, I think I knew he was the specter. Um, but uh, y- you know, the only thing I really knew about it was, or the only thing I could really tag or get myself into with it was I'd read Identity Crisis beforehand. So it's like mm-hmm. so I I kind of knew Green Arrow and he had a history with with Green with Hal Jordan, um, and it's funny because um, I was thinking about it. Um, have you ever read uh, Quiver, uh, the Green Arrow story by Kevin Smith? Yes, it's yeah. been a while. I know what a great answer. Yes, I have read it. I swear, but I don't remember anything about it. Um, but it, it was, I did. It, it's kind of the same thing, where it's 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 supposed to be quote unquote new reader friendly, but it's so mm-hmm. steeped in DC history that it can be very overwhelming. And obviously, for you and I, it kind of was. But at the same time, we're still intrigued enough to go, okay, well, I don't understand what this is, but. I kind of want to know more. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did a good. I appreciate those kind of stories where, though, like for this one, though I was lost, he, Johns did something to hook me in to where I had an interest to investigate, mm-hmm. you know, do a little bit of research about what this parallax thing is, what a specter is, yeah. learn about the history with Sinestro, mm-hmm. learn about the history of the Green Lantern Corps itself and Guy Gardner and, Kyle uh, Rayner and John Stewart and like he did something. So though I was lost and got a little frustrated, I still was like, mm, but I'm not done with this yet. I think Quiver kind of did that a little bit too. Yeah, he's a little bit easier to, uh, a little easier to follow because it was kind of contained. Yeah, you know, whereas <laughs> Green Lantern is this massive universe or multi multiple universes, universe high. I don't know, but there was. <laughs> there was a lot to take in and digest. And when I broke it off and just stuck to like, well, how about you just figure what this is? Yeah. Okay. Now what do you think about with this? Now investigate this. Once I broke it off that way, I came back to this book yeah. and I understood a little bit more and I liked the book a little bit more. And now rereading it in, uh, for your show, it made a lot more sense and it was more enjoyable than any time I'd read it before. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm still like, wait, what? Hold on a <laughs> uh, Thank you, Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it one of the strengths of the book, um, and it's really only in hindsight that that we would know this is that it really set up like years worth of stories that Johns ended up doing. Um, you know, like Black Hand is introduced, and again, 
didn't know who he was. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, but then like when they get into the the actual Green Lantern series, they get into his backstory a little bit more, and then and then that the build up to Blackest Night and everything. Uh, still my favorite DC event actually, um, because it it and it's it's funny rereading and thinking that going like wow like he really put all this stuff in motion like um, like this is a really great fairly self-contained story uh, despite its largeness but you can read that and then once you're getting into the actual Green Lantern books you're like oh wow like this pays off here and this this went there um, like. Black Hand being the biggest example of that, and I really, uh, I really was kind of blown away by it. Just, like rereading it and thinking, "Wow, like this, this, this was going places before we ever knew it was it was going anywhere." You know? <laughs> yeah, he planted the seeds. He was going for you know he was playing the long game. And I'm glad that you brought it up because I love Blackest Night. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm I appreciate the the seeds initially planted in rebirth yeah. that eventually were paying like paid off throughout the run, but leading up to blackest night. And I went kind of crazy with blackest night. I hadn't read any of it. I waited till the hardcover collections were released. And then I just went and I was like, buy that, buy that, buy that. And I read it <laughs> and I'm like, I think I'm with you. I can't think of another event that sticks out that I like more than blackest night. Yeah, it's, it, so, it's such a cool concept of just like a horror. I mean, deceased. I guess now the current, you know, deceased. Is, I need to get into deceased. I haven't read that yet. Well, that's very it was good. basically horror in right. DC. Blackest Night was horror in DC. You know, a decade sooner, and mm-hmm. that's just ugh, such a good, such a good story. Yeah, and uh, and Johns has said this in other interviews where you can tell really almost any kind of story with Green Lantern. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you, you have the the alien invasion on Earth. You have kind of the the fish out of water in outer space. Um, but you also have, it's, it's kind of like a, a buddy cop a little bit, you know, with the different lanterns. Um, and then there's also some, for lack of a better way to put it, like a little bit of a political drama <laughs> with uh, mm-hmm. the Guardians and everything. Uh, it's not really in, in Rebirth, but in the later issues. Because I remember reading later issues and just screaming at the book going like, oh, you Guardians, you're so stupid. And then just realizing how <laughs> great the story is because I'm that invested in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And- yep, absolutely. It's And I know that that was kind of the what they were going for with the movie, the live action movie, which I don't hate. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's kind of a bummer that it wasn't able to get, um, get up and running because there is just so much potential, especially of, you know, it's how it far it can expand into, like you just said, any kind of genre or blend multiple genres into one green lantern film. There's, there's just a lot of potential there yeah. for the character. Whether it's Hal Jordan or Guy Gardner or Kyle Rayner or John Stewart, that's my way to prove that I did a little bit of homework. I'm gonna list <laughs> all four of their names every single time. Oh, Jessica Cruz! I'm forgetting Jessica Cruz. Shame on me. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's that's another thing that was really great about uh, Green Lantern Rebirth was showing off um, a lot of the diversity. You know, like uh-huh. they didn't to bring back Hal Jordan. They didn't need to kill off Kyle and and John and Guy. In it, it, in in fact, it it strengthened all of them. They were a team, so it made that and, and Kilwag too. Uh, so it made their that story better, I think, because it would have just been 
silly to be like, well, Hal Jordan's coming back, so everybody else has got to go. It's like, no, like this one embraced their history and expanded on it. Um, and, and of course, added to it with uh, with everything that came after, uh, which is really impressive when you think about it. Like, like wow, like this, this really could have just been like Hal Jordan comes back and that's it. And it could have been maybe dealt with in other stories, but it's like, no, let's deal with it now. Like they're gonna they're gonna all team up. They have to fight Parallax, you know. And Hal Jordan somewhat has to prove himself to the Justice League, um, or at least to Batman, because you know Batman's just he's a super dick in the whole book. <laughs> you know he he is, and I know for Jeff Johns to prove himself to me as a great comic book writer, I was like, he needs to write a Batman book. So yeah, he did all this stuff with the JSA and green mm-hmm. lantern and flash. And, but I was like, you need to prove yourself by writing a Batman book because I was getting an impression. I wasn't alone either to where it was almost like Johns didn't like Batman. And mm-hmm. in this book, the brief spots that we see of Batman, it's like he cranked his, his a-holeness up to an 11, yeah. you know, <laughs> like yeah, for sure. Batman, he wasn't necessarily likable here. And it's almost like there's a point where John Stewart, or I think where house says something about like Batman being, being right. And John Stewart says like, he, you know, he always is. And it's almost like, well, okay, finally something that's not bashing Batman and, you know, making him seem like this, like this dick. And it's like, I'm, I'm ultra sensitive to Batman. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> I'm like back off a little bit. Batman's a good dude. Yeah. Back off, Jeff Johns. Um, that I think they uh, there was a good line in there where John uh, John Stewart says to to Batman, he says, "How uh, was a was a man without fear?" And and you're all about fear, so you never intimidated him. That's why he. That's why you hate him. And something line somewhere along those lines, mm. which I was like, I remember reading that and going, "Damn," you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah, like. He's got a good point there, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, so it's so it's interesting seeing their dynamic, and then like later when uh, Hal and and Batman team up and they fight the new tattooed man, um, like that issue of Green Lantern is is one of my all time favorite comics. I reread it frequently. It's 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 so much fun, and you get to and like you were saying about having a sensitive spot for Batman. I had that too, where you get to see why there's kind of a you know, a tension between them and then it gets to um, resolve it, you know, in, mm-hmm. in that issue. And cause it didn't really get resolved at the end of, uh, at the end of the story. I think Batman's last line is something like, uh, you know, it's like, you know, well, welcome back or something like that. Like, you know, yeah. Prove me wrong. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's not, he's not giving him a hug. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not, uh, not doing that, which, you know, I guess is on brand for Batman, but <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's why I like him. Yeah. What an a-hole. I like him. <laughs> um, but I, you know, another thing that, that Johns has always said about, uh, Green Lantern is that at, at its core, every Green Lantern story is about overcoming fear. And mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's cool in this story where there's, it's a literal interpretation of it. Cause you have the living embodiment of fear that, they all have to fight and and i i love stuff like that that um it's 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 like on the nose but it's it's written and drawn so well that i don't I, i'm not sitting there going oh man this is so cheesy or corny or campy it's it's very like like this is really exciting this is a really exciting read you know yeah it's it's layered 
for sure. And so instead of just that concept of, oh, yeah, everybody's taking on fear. It's like you said, there's a living, breathing thing Mm -hmm. that resembles fear. So you can take it as it is Mm -hmm. of you've got good guys fighting a bad guy or somebody else can read it and take more, take it at face value, plus this deeper meaning, plus Mm -hmm. this uniting together to overcome fear and you know the power of will versus fear and will willpower will always defeat fear you know mm-hmm. sort of deal and those aspects i can probably say like at, at first reading i just took it as far as what was on the page is how i took it of like oh they're fighting this thing that is now inside of one of those the blue guy and now he's shut wait what mm-hmm. huh but then upon revisiting you know reading more green lantern revisiting i start to look a little deeper into i have no idea if i'm reading into this too much or if this is what jeff johns wanted all along but i'm getting more out of this story now than what is just bluntly put on a page yeah um i think it's great to have that um that you know because my my thing is always like i don't mind when movies tv shows books comic books whatever are are a little extreme or don't hold too much weight with reality like in physics and everything and comic book uh-huh. science is kind of its own thing uh, you know um but uh having uh but the, for me what's important is the emotional reality and mm-hmm. and i liked that i i felt that throughout the book and something as simple as uh um one of my favorite bits uh that I, it blows my mind to this day is uh when green arrow tries to use the the ring and he, and he and he uh he kind he can't really <laughs> like he shoots the pitiful little arrow at Sinestro and <laughs> and and he's and he says to Kyle like I feel like I haven't eaten or in days and you know like like I'm all fatigued you know whatever whatever and he's like is that what it's like when you use the ring and Kyle goes every time every and, time and yep that's and it's just like man like it you know the the power it takes to use a ring there's a it's so interesting. Like there's a reason it, I'm kind of getting chills talking about it. Uh, like it's so exciting to me. Uh, you, the power it takes to use the ring, the willpower it takes is so insane. Like, of course, like only certain people are chosen to use it. Um, and I think that that's, and it says a lot about the people that, you know, have come after, uh, you know, like Jessica Cruz, uh, like Simon Baz, even, uh, another one that, you know, you forgot about way to go. Ah, uh, <laughs> I'm not a fan. I'm not a nerd. Got a hand in my card. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just stick to your Batman book club. You That's don't know right. what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Stay in uh, Gotham, Ryan. Let us talk about Green Lantern. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, you know, it's, so it's cool seeing that and er, thinking of that line. I think about that line when I read the other Green Lantern books. And I'm just like, man, like, uh, it, it's so interesting to think of those characters, you know, just, you know, it, it, they make it look so easy because they're, they're full of willpower. They're full of, uh, you know, the determination and the courage to take on all these insane, crazy threats, um, if that makes any sense at all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, as, as you mentioned, just with that example of Green Arrow <clears throat> with Kyle to f- shooting Tenestro, I think that's like my favorite scene of the of the series, mm-hmm. that, which is funny to me because I like the dynamic of Hal Jordan and uh, Barry Allen. Mm-hmm. I like the dynamic of Oliver Queen and Hal Jordan, but... 
like here it's like well you've got green a green lantern mm-hmm. and you've got green arrow together but it just it really works yeah. in uh in here and there is and i think just for for the different elements of like here it's a uh, again maybe it's more of like the contained part of like it's sinestro comes back and so it's just two good guys fighting a bad guy mm-hmm. but then there's the the camaraderie between kyle rayner and oliver like i just i really like all that scene and then the example that you just that you even used of the every time like that's a good that's just a good line yeah and it, it says it's two words and yet it's kind of like a oh wow yeah you know sort of deal um which i know that can sound super nerdy but i don't care it's comic books <laughs> i like comics yeah uh no i i'm with you there uh i i love i love that stuff because uh and I love when we get to see it, um, you know, played out either in in an animated series or in a movie, um, you know. And I, as one of my sole, I don't want to say regret because you know it's not something I had any control over, but something I was like hoping for for so long was that uh, Green Lantern would be the next show on the CW with Arrow and Flash, um, mm-hmm. and you know I'm sure it would be like. ridiculously expensive and that's obviously why it's going to hbo max which is great but Mm -hmm. um i was just i kept thinking like man like that would be so much fun to watch and you know because you can tell that when they made the movie like this is obviously partly what it was based on um especially with jeff johns's influence um Mm -hmm. but it's just the movie, you know, and and that's a whole other episode. Like literally, I I had <laughs> we I did an episode with uh, Chris Cloud. We haven't released yet as of this recording. Um, but uh, you know, it's like man, they were they were like they were that close, and they had all the elements there. It's just mm-hmm. that it's so much that it it kind of if you're gonna bring it to life, it needs a TV show so you have that room to breathe. You know? Yeah, that's. So that adds to the potential part that a Green Lantern movie or series can be. And like, so maybe what I'm hitting on here is with Green Lantern, for me, a strength is when a story, a Green Lantern story is contained. Mm-hmm. It hits better with me when it's contained. So we get, we get it snippets here of almost like the Secret Origins uh, little story. Mm-hmm. And down the line in the monthly series john's did i don't know if it was five issues i think it was called secret origins and it was basically the origin story of hal jordan and like that was awesome and i i like that story a lot and it's funny because it's like well he's not really green lantern like for very much in it and i said it i don't know it really fleshes out some story beats Mm -hmm. to where i can read that and then go into whatever and like once i read that and then came back to rebirth it you know it helped a little bit it helped me understand a little bit and it is it is definitely the containment of a story and like you know hey pick your lane stick to that lane and you can deliver an awesome green lantern story and i think definitely for hbo max like man with multiple episodes of us you know let's say they start out with like an eight episode season like Mm -hmm. they can hit each episode is a different genre you know yeah and and that would be really cool, and it could be very faithful to the character, you know, the Green Lantern mythology and the different characters in the in the universe. And that would be that could just that has so much potential. And nobody does TV like HBO. Yeah. So I'm very uh, I'm okay. And granted, WB used to be in a big love to announce things. It was their favorite thing ever is to announce things, and then they didn't come to fruition. So. <laughs> It's been, I think it's been over a year since they announced 
the Green Lantern series on HBO Max, mm-hmm. maybe? I think In so. development? Okay. Uh, and we haven't heard anything about it since. Right. Which that's fine, because it's not like we're going to, we're not going to get any of that this year anyway. <laughs> but it's, it is almost a little of like my, speaking of containment, my excitement is contained mm-hmm. until we see a little bit more of like, so-and-so cast as the you know as the lead so-and-so has also been cast this person's writing and you know we start hearing directors and it's like okay this thing's this train's in motion now it's moving and then i'll get more excited as of right now i'm a little bit like well i hope so i hope so um yeah and they've announced like five other shows since and they literally just announced a peacemaker show uh yesterday exactly so that's uh i mean who who knows where, where all that's going um but it's like um, but I trust uh, Greg Berlanti because I think that most of the shows on the CW have been pretty great. Uh, you know, I loved Arrow. I love I love Flash. Um, so I I was like I I trust where he's gonna go with it. And he did write he and, and Mark Guggenheim and Michael Green I think wrote the movie. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's like obviously somewhere between writing the script and filming it, a lot changed that probably shouldn't have changed. Too um, many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, which for is. Sure. Warner Brothers, one of Warner Brothers' biggest issues, anyway, and that's a topic for another day. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you know, another great thing about this this uh, book was seeing um, was was seeing Sinestro again, and and feeling mm-hmm. like um, I, I just remember being a little disappointed because he's he's sort of an extended cameo, you know, he's not mm-hmm. in it very much, um, and I was a little bummed by that because I was like, man, like. If, you know, it's sort of like if you don't know anything about Green Lantern, if you know if you don't know anything about Batman, <laughs> you know you know that the Joker is his main villain. You know, you know Lex Luthor is Superman, yeah. and so it's like if, what little you know about Green Lantern, you know, I knew at the time was that Sinestro was like the number one bad guy. Um, and I don't think I even knew that. <laughs> so when you're saying if you don't, even if you don't know anything about Green Lantern, I'm like, oh, that was me kind of reading Rebirth <laughs> for the first time. Um, well, I because well, I recognized him. I because mm-hmm. again, having seen like the Superman animated series, he was a vil- He was a guest star on there, or a guest star like a villain, whatever. Um, but uh, and then he was on Justice League, I think, at some point. Uh, well, I know he was on Unlimited, uh, but either way, he. Uh, uh, so I knew that much, um, and I mm-hmm. and I was digging the character, and I was a little surprised, like, like oh, that that's it, okay. And then you know when they when Jeff Johns brought him back, he made him not even just a force to be reckoned with in terms of like the character and all the, how the heroes had to fight him, but um, just a a really fascinating character. And I could tell in just those, that little bit in the book where I was like, man, this, this character's cool. Like there's something, there's something really interesting about him, you know, like I'm Mm kind of, I'm feeling something uh, like something big was coming and I could tell even then, you know, yeah, he he appeared here. He's in absolute form. He's a villain. Period. I don't always need a backstory of how the villain became the villain. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes it just works to simply have this. You know, it's always the Joker is always used. The Joker is the Joker. I don't necessarily need the backstory. Of course, his backstory in the Killing Joke is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, some days it works better for me than others, etc. Uh, but it worked. I remember here because it's just like, oh, he is the villain. Mm-hmm. And then when the Secret Origin story came out, and you got that, oh, Sinestro used to be a Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. Well, what happened there? You yeah. know, sort of deal leading up to Sinestro War, uh, 
and such. So it's, he was inter- kind of introduced to me here in Rebirth, mm-hmm. and this is a case where it did work. And I think, thankfully, it worked because you had the same writer doing both stories. Yeah. So I got to see Sinestro fully formed as a villain. Then I got to see him how he was before, and that really worked for me, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I totally agree because I, you know, in Secret Origin, I thought, man, like, it, there was a, there's a really great... Uh, um, I don't, I don't know how to put it. Like a, a really great tension between them already. Um, you know, like their first meeting, he blows up his plane. You know, so it's just like, yeah, like I was just like, okay, this is this is where we're starting. Um, but I really, but I still enjoyed it, and I was like, man, like this is, you know, what a way to meet your, you know, future nemesis or your, you know, now best friend or whatever they want to call it. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but that, but that first seed that was planted in, um, uh, in origin or origin, excuse me, uh, green Lantern rebirth, uh, was, was really exciting. And, and I liked that, it, you know, you got little hints, you know, Hector Hammond is in it just, just for like a couple of panels. Um, you know, black hand is in the beginning. Um, you know, you, but we're not, I never felt like we were overloaded with, Green Lantern villains because ultimately the story was about Hal Jordan coming back and mm-hmm. that that I think was done successfully and I felt like you know, I didn't know Hector Hammond I didn't know Black Hand you know but there was enough in it where I was like I never felt like the story was too crowded you know I was like this is this is going this is this is really interesting and I'm excited to see where this goes and it was um and each issue just got bigger and bigger and bigger and you know, or if you're reading it in the uh, as a trade, you know, it's like each chapter is just getting bigger and bigger, and you're just like, like man, like this is, you know, I'm I'm rooting for this guy, you know, like mm-hmm. in, in both of our cases, like I just met you and I'm rooting for you, which is really great mm-hmm. writing. Yeah, and this it's almost like even though this was not a DC event, it felt like this is an event. This is yeah, huge. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> it's it was, and I thought about that reading it this time too. I'm like man, there is a lot happening. And like some of these, some of these issues, like mm-hmm. there is just action, bam, bam, bam. And it works. It's not overstuffed. Yeah. Um, and it was, so it was my first, yeah, I think it's the first Jeff Johns comic I ever read. Um, so, the, and then, and that's when I started, cause I knew who Jeff Loeb was. Obviously I'd, I'd gotten into comics with Hush and then, mm-hmm. and then with Superman, Batman. Um, and then, Long Halloween. Tell me you got into Long Halloween. Well, well yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I I read that uh, I read that years <laughs> ago. That that's a graphic novel that I've had uh, for a long time, um, and that's a and that's a whole other thing too. <laughs> um, actually, you know what? I, I I'll tell you right now that I reread it because of your show because I listened to the yeah. episode and then I was like, I was like, man, it's been a while since I read it. I'm going to reread it. So I ended up because I'm lazy. I just was on my phone. I read it on D- DC Universe. Um, but I was just like, well, I'll just read a couple chapters. I ended up reading it almost all in one sitting. You can't just read a couple chapters. It's the long Halloween. Yeah, you gotta I know. Read it I, I really, I was first to last. No, I really was. I was like that. I was like, I'll just read like the first issue or something. And then I was just like, 
doot, doot, doot. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, man. And then I ended up reading Dark Victory <laughs> a few days later. <laughs> so, um, Am I subtle enough with my love for the long Halloween? I'm pretty sure you mentioned it in every episode of your show. <laughs> Almost, yeah. Almost. Yeah, it's no long Halloween, but I do like Arkham Asylum. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Green Lantern Rebirth, it's no the long Halloween. But it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> I... I said that to my guest uh, the other day where he was like, he's like, he's like, you know, I know we're talking about Flash, but I'm talking a little bit about Arrow. I'm like, I literally mentioned Batman in every episode. Uh, you know, we, <laughs> we've had episodes all about um, Daredevil, you know, and I was just like, I was like, what's interesting to me uh, is it's kind of like Batman in that sense. And I'm just <laughs> like, like I shoehorn it in there. Um you but, have to. Yeah. Somehow yeah. he pops up into everything all the time. I tell my fiance all the times we could talk about marshmallows and somehow, bam, Batman works its way in. It's like, really? Batman yeah. again? I'm like, yes. And look at right <laughs> over there. There's a Batman action figure sitting on a shelf. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> um, well, it, it, it was interesting being um, a Green Lantern fan mm-hmm. when I, I felt like you know, when with all the movies coming out, suddenly everybody's an Iron Man fan. Everybody's a Captain America fan. But for the longest time, I was like, well, I'm a Green Lantern fan. And like nobody's and I can't really talk to anybody unless they're reading the comic books. You, you, you know, I don't know if you had a similar any similar experiences like that. Uh, with Batman, because when. Uh, let's see, it was probably that yeah, this ages me, but I was in middle school, middle school and high school was the gap from Batman and Robin up until Batman begins. Mm-hmm. And I I know that some people would say like, oh, I would, you know, I had to kind of hide to be a nerd. Absolutely not. I fleshed it out. <laughs> that was one of, of my uh identities. People knew, oh yeah, Ryan, he is a he's a nerd. He loves Batman. And I yeah. was proud of it. Yeah. Damn it. So then it was like finally when Batman Begins came out, and though it didn't set things on fire, it did get good of word get good word of mouth. People went and saw it and liked it. And I'm like, see? Batman's awesome, and then The Dark Knight came out, and I was like, "Yeah, what up?" Right. And I've been with him this whole time. <laughs> exactly. So, as a Green Lantern fan, like for you, it's kind of like, oh, you just need that, you need that, um, that vehicle for the general audience, right? To to jump on and not feel like this is too nerdy, I can't get in it. Which general audience is getting more open minded now that like these comic characters and books they are accessible for everyone like it's okay and we just need that good story for green lantern and then he's going to get up there too Mm -hmm. like i'm flash is up to that level and green arrow is getting there flash is overtaking green arrow i think for sure yeah but uh yeah to get up there on that level to where general audiences like they recognize who characters are and what they are so hang in there we're gonna get green lantern i'm very hopeful one day that it's gonna be like that yes how jordan yeah. Uh, I went all over the place on that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I could follow you though. Uh, okay, good. But uh it but you know it, it it takes that uh um that that great story like you said in 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 my case in your case Greenland Rebirth where we're both even though we're kind of confused and frustrated at first we're at the end of it we're like Okay, I'm in. I'm I'm hooked, you know. Mm-hmm. And that and it came out at a time when I think that, like you said, people just I don't want to say comic books were looked down on, but sort of in a way because it was like 
like the Spider-Man movies were popular and the X-Men movies were popular, but nothing as popular as they were, nothing was really like sending people flocking into the in the comic book stores or the bookstores. Um, but but for me, as I got into high school, like and I started reading more and more comics um, and following different writers onto different books, it's like, oh, Jeff Johns writes this book, I'm going to buy that too. Um, mm-hmm. It it just it expanded my world so much. Um, and and then there was a period of my of my life when I moved. Uh, I live in Erie, PA now, uh, and I grew up here. I moved away to North Carolina, and then I was like, um, I, you know, it's like you're in a. I was 20 years old, so it's like uh, I wasn't in school, uh, so it's like I'm just working. I I don't really have time to make friends because you know making friends as an adult is such a strange thing. It feels like mm-hmm. <laughs> it seems like easier nowadays. You know, we have our, you know our shows and stuff that we can follow each other on Twitter and stuff. And go, hey, I like your show. I like your show. Be on my show. Be on my show. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's a little bit easier with social media, but, but, you know, living just like in a small town, I didn't really know anybody my age. So I was just buying comic books and, and that was something I did. And then I just would buy, you know, uh, action figures to decorate my house with and, um, and different, uh, uh you know, art that I, you know, I'd get at like a comic con or something. And, uh, and I don't know, and, and it really started with with Green Lantern, with me just going, "This is great, and everybody needs one." <laughs> you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's probably what I'm most thankful for with this book, Rebirth, is the fact of like it implanted a lot of a lot of things from the Green Lantern universe into my brain mm-hmm. that then expanded and got me interested. Yeah. So Jeff Johns, I was interested in him as a writer to where from then on he had my attention. And it's not like I've read all of his stuff. I still need to revisit his Teen Titans stuff. Mm-hmm. I need to revisit his Flash run. I just want to revisit his Green Lantern run. It's been a long time. Uh, but like his JSA run and stuff. So it did that for me and it got, he got my attention for him. Yeah. Then he also got my attention for not only Green Lantern, but characters in the Green Lantern universe, mm-hmm. which ultimately led to Blackest Night, which is one of my favorite events in DC's yeah. uh, DC Comics. So I think that's Rebirth still, con- the story still confuses me some, but I'm ever thankful for it because of what I got interested in because of it. Yeah. It, it's, and it's kind of a, it's kind of a retcon with a lot of the, the stuff, you know, and, and with with what happened with Hal uh, becoming Parallax, because there was a lot of stuff that, you know, in rereading uh, Quiver, which came out before Green Lantern Rebirth, it's sort of, uh, um, I, it, I felt like I was reading that going, I feel like this is a little bit of a different Hal Parallax situation than was talked about in Green Lantern Rebirth. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like I'm reading and going, you know what? No one cares. It's fine. It's it's still a good yeah. story. Um, it's okay. <laughs> so I so I can still get into it and get excited about it. Um, and and I love both those stories. And a big part of my love for it is feeling like I'm being led into, you know, like I said before, here's this great history with this character. We're going to give you kind of the, the Cliff Notes version of it while we're expanding the mythology and I'm sitting there reading it going like, man, like it, it's, it's overwhelming, but in, 
um, in such an awesome way where I'm like, I, I feel like I'm being introduced to this really exciting, really uh, interesting world that I didn't know was there before. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, that's it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, you you said it well. <laughs> it's it's kind of like uh, I don't know it. Uh, the the first uh, Star Wars movie. You know they they don't when in the opening shot they don't they don't tell you like anything. You don't really know. All you really know is that you know there's rebels and there's an empire and that's all you know <laughs> yeah um and then you're and george lucas he said i remember seeing an interview with him where he said at the time it was so controversial where people were like like studios were like you need to film all this stuff on tatooine showing luke and his friends which he did film i don't know if you've ever seen those uh or if you like star wars i don't know if you've ever seen those um uh behind the scenes or deleted scenes but they were like but he was like, no, I'm just going to throw the audience in and, and they'll figure it out. They'll be there. Um, and I think he was right. And I think more movies, uh, too many movies don't do that. And and this book did do that. It was just like, here's the world. Here are the people. You'll, we'll help you out as, as you need it. But for the most part, you're in. Just go. Um, well, that's like that's what John said. And Hyde said of... He, he did just throw us into that with Rebirth, and yep. he eventually got to the origin. Yeah. So I appreciate that because we we don't need to be spoon-fed. We don't need to act like, oh, they're treating us like we're dumb and we don't know this. It can also it can mess with pacing to where it's like, oh, you got to grog through this, and eventually it'll get there. Because too many of us now, we don't have the time to wait for it. Eventually it'll get there. Mm-hmm. I do like drop us right into this we will we will catch up as long as your story is good yeah and that's trusting your audience in which in fact is reciprocated because your audience then trusts the talent mm-hmm. take me for example i don't know green lantern i'm lost mm-hmm. he didn't john's didn't spoon feed me and then i trusted him to where now it's oh he wrote it you've got my attention yeah yeah he he started this new superhero of uh, a uh, serial boy you know what? Jeff Johns wrote it. I will give it a shot. Why not? You know, <laughs> yeah. like, it, it can be whatever that he's touching on. I will give it a shot for that reason. So Green Lantern was no different on in that, that regard. And I, I like that aspect too. Yeah. All these years later and I'm still reading it and I'm like, hold on. I don't know everything about this book. I don't know what that means. Let's look that up. And mm-hmm. it's rewarding. Yeah. Um, But you know, the, and the other side of that and the thing that, this book wouldn't have worked the way it worked without uh, Ethan Van Skiver. Um, uh-huh. And say what you will about him now, where he's very right wing, whatever kind of guy, you know, and, and that's 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 fine. You know, he's got his political views that he's entitled to. I think it's alienated him a lot from a lot of fans. Um, mm-hmm. So there is a little bit of separating the art from the artist. But um, I mean, I've met him a couple times at cons. He's a cool guy. Um, but. All that to say, <laughs> um, he like his. Uh, I mean, his artwork just. I mean, it explodes off the page. Um, I I I felt like like when Kilowog showed up, I was like, holy shit! Like this is somebody. You know, this is a. You know, this is a force to be reckoned with. Um, you know, and and then when Hal came back, he just looked so triumphant. Um, 
it just was so cool seeing all these characters and feeling like, like, man, like, again, my first exposure to him as an artist, I was like, these, all these characters look so awesome. And I feel like, I almost feel like I'm reading storyboards for a movie, you know, that, that never got made. Um, and it just, it, it, that story could have fallen flat if it wasn't for really dynamic art. And I think he, he totally knocked it out of the park with that one. Yeah. And I think he evolved and his heart even got better, which sounds crazy. Cause when, even if you compare this with flash rebirth, mm-hmm. That he was on i think his he elevated his art for that one and yeah like you said i'm i'm talking about the art not the artist himself <laughs> yeah uh, like it's yeah it worked this might have been this might have been an introduction no i'd have had to have come across he did he did batman not like a long run i know of like one story in particular of batman that he did that was pretty good mm-hmm. but i just wasn't overly familiar with his work yeah so this was also a good introduction because yeah kind of like you said if if he doesn't stick the landing with with the <laughs> the green lanterns fighting of the opening page where kyle rainer's fighting like some monster and then they're fighting parallax and then parallax inside of ganthet like fighting that like there's this is big cinematic panels. Yeah. So you've got to like, hopefully your artist is going to nail this because I think an audience can forgive the writing. If the art's good, it's harder to overlook bad arts, you know, and, and like the writing and look past the art because yeah, this is kind of where I stand on that part. So (laughs) that's my long worded way of saying like, Yes, the art is good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You said it very well. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, um, But I I think about that a lot where I – if a comic has great art but the writing is bad, I can't – I can't – I can't still enjoy it. It it does – it throws me off completely. But if the art isn't great but the writing is, I can still kind of get over it a little bit. it, it just, I don't know, my brain works in a weird way like that. My sister is, is very much the opposite. She's like, she's like, no, no, if, if the, if one or the other isn't good, I'm not, I'm not in on it because they have to, they, they have to both be good or the, the whole thing falls flat for me. And I'm just like, I'm like, ah, I guess, uh, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. But sometimes maybe I'm just too much of a apologist for Jeff Johns, uh, not to take away from anything that's happening in the news now, which we will not get into. Um, but in terms, I'm just, I'm talking in terms of writing. Um, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, but the writing was so good that, you know, even though this, this artist wasn't my favorite who I will not name, I was like, I still, I still enjoy the story, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. It was actually a recent, semi-recent, I guess, episode of the Batman book club is uh, Eric Holzman was on and he chose Arkham Asylum by Grant Morrison. Mm-hmm. And that was something that we, most of our conversation was kind of revolving around that. And because I read the scripts for the book, mm-hmm. I read Morrison's script and the scripts reads well, actually reads better into where, and it brought to light things that I'd overlooked. And I said, I think that is because of dave mckean's art and i'm not saying he's not talented or isn't good or anything like that it's just for me i lost 
the I lost Morrison's writing because the art was too distracting for me. So yeah. I still like the book, but that that to me is is like, oh, that art really affected the story because the story on its own. I read that script and I was like, man, I I really actually like this, but the book itself and reading and the pages and stuff detracts from it. Where I'm kind of like, yeah, it's. I mean, I like it, mm-hmm. but now it's like I have a deeper respect for the initial idea and what the initial story was. Yeah. So I think that that right there serves as why I think the way that I do that even when it comes to movies and such, you know, and everything comes down to story, story has got to be good, period. Mm-hmm. Uh, comics is a different medium where tremendous art can save lackluster writing or uh, mediocre writing even. Um but here we're kind of lucky that we have equal levels of I don't want to say greatness, goodness, and not the granny kind, but I'm cha. <laughs> but uh, equal levels of of goodness here of writing and art. They go hand in hand, which I think we see as like after this story, there are there's comic books there are comic books that have Johns and Van Skiver you know, mm-hmm. together working on stuff too. So you had this good team that provided good content there for a little while. And uh, they were hopping into here, 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 and here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, I, I think it's what, what makes for a really great comic is in a weird way, it's almost as if the, like the writer and the artist could almost be the same person in a weird way. Um where it's like this is I'm so invested in the story that I'm not saying oh the art is good or the writing is good or this or that I'm saying this this whole thing is good um mm-hmm. where it's like this this is so exciting to read and um and again not really knowing at the time not really knowing much about a lot of these characters um you know uh, green arrow just a little bit from identity crisis and uh from uh, the Justice League uh, Unlimited, um, mm-hmm. but really just, but reading it and going, and I, and I also I had no idea about like uh, the hard traveling heroes that Danny O'Neill and Neil Adams had done, and I feel like you say that it go to a comic book store and there's older guys, that, you know they're they're like what you never read that it's the best comic ever and I'm just like okay, <laughs> I uh, haven't either it's on my to do list I've wanted to for the longest time and yeah you know what if you really wanted to ryan then you would have by now but <laughs> we're busy we're busy people and i want to give it the time and respect to just totally dive in and read and enjoy because i know i will when the day comes right uh, I, and i'm the same way um but at the time i didn't re- understand that history of those characters even reading the book um but uh, but I got like a hint that there's some there's something else going on here, and and Johns did touch on it a little bit more in 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 the the regular Green Lantern run, um, which was, uh, you know, still some of my favorite comics that have ever been done, uh, where like Grant Morrison is on the Green Lantern now, which I I don't I don't find as entertaining, um, as much as I I usually love Grant Morrison stuff like his Doom Patrol run, um, spectacular, um. But I just I'm I'm reading it going like this is so zany and weird and I miss when like Jeff Johns like not that Je- Johns couldn't get like zany and weird but like it 
it was more straightforward, you know? And I, mm-hmm. I just, um, I don't know, for certain characters, it's like, you know, there's a, there's a reason that like, you know, we regular issues of Batman don't see him fighting dark side. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just, there's, there's stuff that I think belongs in, I don't know. It just, not my long winded way of saying that I'm not a big fan of the current green lantern comic, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, and no offense to Morrison because I like him a lot. Um, it's just not not for me. For me, it's like this Green Lantern sort of Hal Jordan at least sort of began and ended with Jeff Johns. And in, in my mind, um, I'm just a little picky and stubborn that way. <laughs> I haven't really read anything outside of that either, mm-hmm. which I I need to because then I have a more fully formed opinion. Mm-hmm. And I know that by not doing that, I'm I'm missing out on some quality material i have not dipped into the earth one books yet the green lantern earth one there's two volumes that are out i haven't read those yet and i think that's outside of the green lantern green arrow team up issues it's like i want to i want to read those earth ones because containment (laughs) they're contained into their own world yes they should be easily digestible of like 150 page uh, 250 page books mm-hmm. you know like a sitting or two each so um, that's like that's when we ever have time like that's just gonna go on a comic reading binge yeah uh, which is strange we said this before we recorded that it's like it's like somehow we're all still busy despite the fact that the world has kind of stopped what's somewhat picking up now I guess mm-hmm. um, except for like movies uh, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, everything keeps getting delayed, which bums me out. But uh, at the same time, it's like you know, there. Uh, it's it it is fun to think about. Like you know, if I could just have that a day to just dive into all this stuff, and um, I'm sure you know that day will come. I do own the green both Green Lantern volumes, uh, Green Lantern Earth One volumes. Uh, oh, I just cool. I just haven't. Uh, dug into them yet um but uh but i will it's ne- it's it's all i'm just that type of person when you see memes of people that are like it's like the distracted boyfriend meme it's like uh mine would be me as the boyfriend it's like and the upset girlfriend would be you know dozens of comics you haven't read and a new comic <laughs> as the girl yep. walking by <laughs> so i'm sure yeah, i feel like you're the same way a little bit there <laughs> uh, i've i've got some uh, I recently went to the comic shop and bought some some cool like uh, prestige format Batman books that I'd never even heard of before. Mm. And before that was buying another hardcover that I had. And then I'm getting ready to get like another one too. And it's like they're waiting for me. I'm slowly getting to them. But yeah. um, I don't know. Priorities, I guess. Well, <laughs> it, it, it was funny listening to your show and you talk about um... – buying like the absolute editions of um, uh-huh. of different stuff and I'm just like I'm so glad I'm not the only one that thinks like that it's like can I justify buying this when I already own this because I because uh, I almost got the absolute um, uh, one of the absolute reapers I probably uh, Green Lantern but you know it's just like mm-hmm. I was like, ah, it's a lot of money um, but at the same time it's like yeah but wouldn't it be worth it for all this cool stuff that's in <laughs> um, yeah I, I do have the ultimate or the absolute uh, new frontier. That's a, that's actually the only one I have, but I love it. Well uh, done. Well uh, done. I had to cap myself because mm-hmm. I knew that I was entering a dangerous game 
<laughs> if I were to try to get other absolutes. So I stuck to Batman only mm-hmm. and then Watchmen because it's Watchmen. <laughs> well, of course. But of course, I've been tempted with other Justice League mm-hmm. absolute editions. And then there's a, going outside of the, the cape world is why the last man they have absolutes of that. And that's mm-hmm. my non-superhero favorite comic series. And even with that, I'm like, Ugh, but I have the volumes and hardcover. No, I don't need to do it. <laughs> don't do it. Right. I'm okay. And kind of like with, with rebirth, I think I have tucked away somewhere in my archives as I call it. Uh, and I just, I have not upgraded because I'm like, no, cause this is just, It'll snowball. It'll be bad. Yeah. My uh, fiance can, can, can <laughs> handle my nerdness now, but I can't go down that road because then she would. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait till, wait till you're married and then she, then she can't, uh, <laughs> you're like, ah, you're stuck now. <laughs> um, you know, I, I got to meet Jeff Johns. The first time I ever met him was at a comic con, a New York comic con a few years ago. And, uh, he signed a couple issues, uh, for me, like, uh, he signed a Green Lantern Rebirth that was a, a reprint issue, um, and and I told him that like I had I was like I had no idea who Hal Jordan was I I didn't know who Barry Allen was other than knowing that they were Green Lantern and Flash but like the, that those comics you know opened my eyes to the bigger DC universe outside of Superman and Batman um, you know and and getting into like Infinite Crisis and then. Uh, Final Crisis and Blackest Night, and um, and then when the New Fifty Two came out, it was just like it's like I want to check out a lot of this stuff because I'm so excited reading all this now and feeling like there's so much to absorb, um, and it's and it's just as crazy now because now it's like there's so many TV shows to absorb, um, but it's it's so exciting, and I feel like I was I was there at the start of it. I was there when Green Lantern started to be cool again. Um, at least for comic book fans, and then, and then suddenly it's like I'm watching these movies come out, and and like you said earlier, it's like I don't hate the Green Lantern movie. I I give it probably like a C minus, you know, so um, mm-hmm. so it's about average. But um, but I love looking back on that time, and for me that was like the golden age of comics was when I was getting you know like Batman R I P was going on during then, you know, so it's mm-hmm. like. It's all this stuff that, like, I look back on very fondly and go, man, like, this was, like, so exciting and so new and interesting. And and it's the same way, like, with you. If somebody's like, well, I want to get into Green Lantern, where do I start? I'm like, start with Rebirth because it's a little – there's a lot that goes on in it. But um, by the end of it, you're if you're not cheering, then you're, you must not be human. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and I and I love that ending too, where uh, Oliver says, uh, you know, it's, you know, I still can't remember the damn oath, and and Hal says, I'll never forget it. It just that just warms my heart, you know. I'm like this mm-hmm. this is awesome. Like I I'm in. When's when's the the series starting? Um, <laughs> and it, and it made it made me a Green Lantern fan for life. Yeah. Yep. Uh, thank you, Jeff Johns. Yeah, for rebirth, for real, man. <laughs> and then you know all the other rebirths that came after. You know, pretty uh, pretty exciting. Um, and- yeah, he got me more into Flash. Actually, fun flashback, if you will. <laughs> uh, there is a picture. Um, I don't know where it is. I need to find it. But I dressed up as the Flash before I ever dressed dressed up as Batman. Okay. They had a cool 
and this was because of the uh, John Wesley ship series in the nineties. And I loved it because to me, it was almost to me, cause I couldn't differentiate at that time. It was superheroes and it was, they were going for almost a little Batman, you know, 89 mood and whatnot with it. Right. That I just thought it was like, this is another version of Batman. Yeah. And so I just, I loved it. And so, yeah, I got these flash pajamas and you could put the hood up and it had the little lightning bolts around the ears. And yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> and then John's doing the flash rebirth. Uh, I hopped on that right away too. And mm-hmm. so then kind of dipped and dipped in and out. I've done better in reading flash comics more so than green lantern. Um, I, I was really into the green green lanterns. Uh, that was Simon and Jessica when the rebirth started a few years ago. Um, and I was sad when that one ended. Um, but again, that's where I met a new writer, uh, Sam Humphreys. Well, he wasn't new, but he was new to me. Um, and I got to meet him at a con, and I told him that I was that I was a big I was a big fan of everything, and um, and it was fun exploring that different side of of Green Lantern comics that I really enjoyed. Because um, I didn't really get into like the Green Lantern core comics. Um, I did get into the Red Lantern comics when those came out. I mean, this whole like you know, that that section of the universe just exploded and it all started mm-hmm. with Green Lantern Rebirth, you know? <laughs> um, so it was, so it's... Uh, you were reborn with Green Lantern Rebirth. <laughs> exactly, yes. my That's really when my nerddom took off. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, well, Ryan, man, uh, this this has been a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I, I like I said, I'm a big fan of your show. Um, I highly recommend everybody check out the Batman Book Club. Um, he has uh, different guests on, uh, you know, uh, you, you're kind of weekly-ish, um, I think, um, or whatever you're saying. Yes, whatever but you're... no, because <laughs> I don't, my schedule, it started out being bi-weekly mm-hmm. to make sure that I kept it as like, I don't want to burn myself out. I want it to stay fun. I don't, I don't want anybody who at that point crossing my fingers, somebody listened to it. I wouldn't want them to be like, oh, I'm like, you know, roll eyes like another episode. And mm. then if somebody wants to read a book before listening, give them heads up and some time. And then I started to get like too excited and antsy of having to wait. So then it was like weekly and then two weeks off. And then here's an episode, week and a half later, another episode. And I think the past few have been, you know, like a week and a half in between. But the month of October is pretty fun because they're doing a weekly for October and doing um what do you want to say almost like spooky ish uh stories or Halloween themed stories of some sort and I've got the Bat Boys hopping on that mm-hmm. kicking off with Ryan Haas and then Justin Kowalski from the Let's Go comic show and then yeah. my favorite guy from Minnesota, Garrett Grev, and then uh those those wild Northeasterners from straight out of Gotham, Eric Holzman and Pete Vera are hopping on as well to wrap up the month. So that's the lineup for October Um, Mm. and it will be weekly then. And then there's some, there's some other fun stuff happening beyond that. So I appreciate the kind words and uh, yeah, the show is really fun and it has been a blast getting to come on here and talk Green Lantern because I don't talk about Green Lantern like at all on the Batman book club. So (laughs) Uh, I, I kind of like doing that a little bit where I, uh, the first conversation I ever had with Chris Clow was about um, 
was about the Joker versus like you know you would think Superman, right? But uh, it's like it's like yeah, you know it's like I'll just I'll just ask at the very least like hey do you like Green Lantern? And it's like yeah like okay cool then let's let's do this episode. Um, you know when Peter Vera and I did uh, an episode about the '90s Flash show, um, I I reached out to him like hey have you ever seen it? And he was like oh I love that show. Um, so I was like I was like man like I I love that I can. That you know, we're not just we're not just limited to our our Batman's or our Superman's. Um, you know, it, it goes wider into the DC universe and and a lot of times into the Marvel universe as well. Um, which I don't do that many Marvel episodes. Should probably change that. But there also hasn't been any Marvel stuff this year, really. So what are, what are you gonna do? Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. But thanks again for coming on. Uh, like I said, uh, people check out uh, the Batman Book Club available wherever you get to your podcasts. Um, so Ryan, uh, thanks again for for joining joining me today. Um, we'll we'll uh, we'll definitely have to get you back. Um, maybe uh, closer to when the Batman eventually comes out, we can do a little a little bit of long Halloween the Batman stuff. You know, that might be fun. Oh, you got me there. <laughs> you got me there. Yeah. the Batman will eventually come out. Yeah, someday. And I hope we are alive to see it. <laughs> well, you know, Robert Pattinson made a recovery, so I think we can all. He did. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we can all do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. All right, folks. So we are signing off. And remember, in brightest day, in blackest night, subscribe to my podcast. All right. We'll see you all soon.